0: Welcome to The Sarah Scoop Show. It's time to get the scoop with Sarah. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Sarah Scoop Show. I'm talking with Kayleen today from Cute and Little. I cannot wait to hear all about you and have you share your story.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's exciting to be here.
0: Just to start off, I'd love to hear how you got started with Cute and Little.
1: Okay, yeah, sure. So I've actually been doing this whole thing for 10 years now. It's crazy. Um, I started back in 2010 when, you know, Instagram wasn't even really a thing. (laughs) And it was just, you know, people taking selfies um, and just sharing it on their blog, basically. And at the time, um, I was starting a new job. I just moved to Dallas. And I was, you know, I work in technology. And so I've always been in an environment where I'm one of like, a very small handful of girls. Um, but I've always enjoyed shopping and, you know, just kind of getting dressed and, and all of that. Um, but then at this company that I was working for, it was very business professional. And I had the hardest time trying to find clothes, you know, that fit. I'm five feet tall. Um, you know, I didn't want to shop in like the juniors department. Uh, and so basically, it was like me, you know, googling, you know, different outfits uh and finding out that there were people you know sharing uh petite friendly things (laughs) on their blogs and i was like oh my god this is absolutely perfect for me and so i basically just started doing the same thing myself you know just taking pictures of like outfits that i put together and you know engaging with other people who are kind of doing the same thing and it just kind of you know grew from there and then i would say kind of you know over the years my content is still mostly fashion. But, um, you know, there's just so many more things in my life now, like I'm a mom, um, I've moved, I've switched jobs. And so just everything in my life, I've just kind of shared along the way. Um, And so yeah, I I do um, fitness, motherhood, um, beauty, skincare, travel, like everything that uh, basically is part of my life, I just try and share on my channel.
0: And so you mentioned that you, um, you know, working in computers and Mm-hmm. That, so how do you manage having, is that a full-time
1: job, a part-time job? Yeah, how do you <laughs> It manage is a full-time job. Them? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't balance it at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are times uh, when, you know, it's just, I don't really have that much time to dedicate to my blog and that's just, you know, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, my priority first is, uh, you know, even besides my job, my priority first is my family, mm-hmm. um, you know, my husband, my kids, making sure that they're okay. Um, And then just making sure that, you know, I am dedicating, you know, the time to my job. I mean, it is my full-time job and that's what they're paying me for. I I love technology. And so that's something that, you know, I've gotten questions about if I will ever quit my full-time job. But I, you know, I I have a team that I work with whom I, you know, love working with every single day. And they, you know, the topics that we um, talk about are so completely different than anything, you know, fashion or influencing related. And it just, um, you know, that's what I I love doing. Um, It's, yeah, just brainstorming ideas, figuring out like problems to solutions or figure out solutions to problems that are much bigger (laughs) in many ways than, you know, things that uh, I have to consider when I'm just like, you know, doing, you know, just sharing selfies or, uh, you know, just photos on you know, my social channels. So yeah, I I love doing the technology work that I do. Um, It's it kind of I feel like uses a different part of my brain Mm -hmm. and creativity that I really love. Um, And then, you know, all the stuff that I do as an influencer is just stuff that I really enjoy. And so I, you know, I love shopping, I probably always will. Um, And yeah, I just kind of use it as my creative outlet where I can have it as a stress relief and a way for me to just like be creative and, you know, just do something that I love. Um, I try not to put like too much pressure on myself. And, you know, just like, keep it something fun and enjoyable. And I hope that that like, you know, energy and enthusiasm just like comes through on my channel.
0: And you you mentioned like you started in 2010, which, Mm -hmm. I mean, it has changed so much. And there's so many more things and all that. How are you kind of developing and making the changes, I feel like you're still really good at just keeping your own voice without getting too worried about what everyone else is doing.
1: Oh, man, it is tough. (laughs) Um, I feel like it's the internet changes. I feel like, you know, weekly, like there's new things coming out new things that you do. And I just feel like there is never enough time in the day to do everything that you really need to do. Yeah, I feel like for me, it's just, there's so many different things that you can do as as an influencer. Um, Most recently, I've kind of tried to go more into video. Um, I feel like that's just kind of what people are enjoying now with like the, you know, TikTok videos or, you know, IG Live and Reels and all, or IGTV and Reels and all of that. And so um, I just try and experiment with it, you know, kind of get out of my shell. I do like the fact that the content on these channels is less, about like being polished and perfect and more just kind of like spontaneous and you know this is kind of a little bit more raw and uh, you know unfiltered. So I think that takes a little bit of the pressure off. That's just what people are you know, willing to uh, see and enjoy on a daily basis. Yeah, I just kind of experiment with different things, uh, try and be more efficient with my time and just you know do the things that I, I hope will um, bring the most return.
0: With that being said, like you mentioned earlier, you know, you had connected with people that were sharing similar styles and all of that. Did you take these online friends offline and how did you build those relationships?
1: Yes. And so um, I feel like I have several friends that I, you know, like blogging friends that I made very early on and it was just through, you know, commenting on each other's blogs Um, and you just, you know, comment regularly and you kind of just grow your friendships that way. Um, I still have a few like OG friends, I call them, where it's just, you know, we started doing this like way back in the day and we can all kind of reminisce about, you know, how things were so much different back then. And I feel like now it's more just about like sliding into people's DMS, you know, um, you know, just kind of commenting on like pictures they're posting. And then you kind of like, as that relationship starts to build, like you may just kind of DM them and say, Hey, you know, do you want to, uh, team up and do, you know, like a shared story, Uh, on a given week. And I feel like those, uh, yeah, it, it's just a really low key way that, you know, you both can benefit and kind of grow that friendship. Um, I also have a few friends that I've made just through different events where I've attended and been able to meet people in person. And I feel like those you really, like instantly know whether or not you have a connection with somebody from those, like, I have just like, you know, started uh, sharing phone numbers, and then we'll just text and uh, email and, you know, share things as you know, kind of just things that we're working on, Um, you know, projects that we're doing, struggles maybe that we're uh, Mm -hmm. running into. Um, And yeah, so it's just, it's fun. I feel like those are some of the best friendships that I've made. And probably the thing that I enjoy the most (laughs) about, uh, you know, doing the whole social influencing thing is just meeting people who have similar interests as me. Um, And yeah, and the friendships that we, you know, kind of create along the way. Um, I've Even in the past, you know, few years, I've taken a few trips with people like, you know, friends that I've made and those are some of like the best memories that I've ever had.
0: And when it comes to picking opportunities that are good for you, like having the full time job, having a family, how do you know what to say yes to at this point? What kind of influences you on the opportunities that you decide to take on? Because I think there gets to a point where it's like people want to be a influencer or a blogger and they get to this point where they start getting these opportunities and it's so hard to say no, but sometimes it might be better. So how is it that you know?
1: So for me, I, I think I can be a little bit pickier just because I don't have as much time. Uh, and this is really something that I really want to keep as... Uh, you know, something that I really enjoy and look forward to and get excited about doing every single time that I'm actually working on it. And so for the campaigns and sponsorships that I do, I try and only say yes to the ones where, um, you know, regardless of whether or not it's being paid, like this is something that I would truly have purchased on my own or that I even already use and have shared in the past. Um, I I try and like, you know, only stick to things where it really fits into my lifestyle um, and that it's something that, you know, just like comes naturally is is something that I would enjoy. Um, It's also a balance of, you know, oftentimes it's, you know, working with, uh, you know, smaller brands, sometimes that may not have the budget or bigger brands. And so just trying to balance, you know, how I can fit certain things into my schedule. Like uh, I'm not opposed to only working with big brands and, you know, the smaller brands. Oftentimes if I do have bandwidth in my schedule um, and, you know, it's something that I really feel like, You know is uh like core to something that i use enjoy and want to share with other people like i will try and find ways to you know still just like fit it into what i can share and and um you know just manage my
0: schedule i love that you're able to still keep it like a passion because a lot of people do kind of push it together and i know when i started out i had a full-time job and now it is like a lot different whenever you have your full-time job, it is nice to be able to still, you're so excited about it. And it's like, yeah. Oh, I get to do this. So I love that you're still keeping
1: that. It's very hard. I mean, I've had other, um, you know, like jobs in the past where it's like, you know, something where when it becomes a job uh, and it becomes something that you're really dependent on for an income, like some of the the fun of it kind of, yeah, it, it's not the same, you know, when it become, when when there's more pressure to it and it's like something that, Maybe mentally you think, oh, I I have to do this or I, you know, maybe like I'm not hitting certain, you know, financial milestones that I want to. So I, you know, maybe you will think that I have to say yes to certain things where it may not necessarily be something you're really excited about. Um, So I think that's also part of the reason why I don't uh, make, you know, this whole social influencing thing a a full time job just because I want to be able to um, really have that you know, just like excitement and, you know, ability to say no to things that I don't really, I don't look forward to necessarily whenever I have to, you know, sit down and like, you know, at the end of a long day, you know, I I put in at least eight hours uh, for my full-time job. And so then at the end of the day, if I am then, you know, turning to some other, you know, work that I may have to do, whether it's photos or creating, um, you know, copy um, content, like I really want it to be something where it's like I, I'm excited about doing it and it's not like a chore or a pain being able to have that I think really keeps me excited to keep doing it every single day Um, because yeah it is a lot of work and you know I can't do it all so it's just picking and choosing um yeah what what I find fulfilling and enjoy so
0: and when it comes to um your content like I know you're speaking just your ideas and your thoughts and all of that but Um, So you're writing, I was like reading more of your blog post today. I was like, I love this. It's just so like, it's like your friend is telling you about this. So I love that. Um, You just kind of let your personality shine through on there. But also your photos are so pretty. Do you have any tips for people that are trying to get those like Insta worthy photos?
1: (laughs) Oh man, it's hard. So I am my own photographer. Um, I really had no knowledge of anything photography related going into this but fortunately my husband did so he taught me like how to like what was up the field how to set my mm-hmm. DSLRs so that I could get like you know the the bokeh you know that I wanted like the you know the blurred background settings which I had no idea how to do <laughs> um, but at least he taught me kind of some of the basics and then um you know I just kind of tweaked it from there like I kind of uh you know just like experiments with different settings and figured out what worked.
0: Um, and so, yeah, that was a lot of trial and error. And then I, when you say you're your own photographer, do you mean like you have this setup where you've got your, um, camera up on whether you're using prop something and you're using a clicker? Yeah. So I have a tripod, which I actually, oh
1: my gosh, I've had a whole, um, saga with different tripods. Um, but yes, I ju- actually, I have a tripod, I have my DSLR, um, I have a, a couple different lenses that I use, and then a, a little remote. Um, and so yeah, it's basically, I, I lug my own equipment, drive around, find something that looks kind of <laughs> picturesque, <laughs> and that's it. I just go. But uh,
0: that's so fun to know, because like, you know, we just see the end result. But there's probably people driving by, and you're just like, I got to do my camera, I want to do my photo, got yes. my setup.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, people had no idea what a, you know, selfie was and what I was doing with, with a tripod and camera and taking photos. They, they would always stop and like, be like, do you need help? What what are you doing? What's going on? And I would tell them I'd had a blog and they wouldn't even know what a blog was. So I just, I just be like, yeah, just don't worry. It's a, it's a photography project. Basically. I would just tell them. Um, now people, I feel like, you know, people understand like influencers in the wild and like, yeah, we're trying to create content. (laughs) And so like they actually know a little bit more about, you know, maybe what I'm trying to do and kind of see, I don't know, the behind the scenes aspect of it. I feel like when I'm in the mode of, you know, this is, I, I need to get this content done. Like I just, I don't let the, embarrassment of, you know, being in public kind of get to me. Um, I try not to get in the way of people. <laughs> uh, but oftentimes, people are really polite. And like, you know, they kind of walk around where I'm yeah. taking a photo. And I try and go either really early in the morning to, um, you know, or really late in the evening when there's not like as many people around.
0: It's cool for people to hear that because there's probably a lot of people that are going to watch this or listen to it that want to, you know, get to a point where they're like, you know, working with brands and doing these things. And maybe they don't have a photographer because most people don't. And so yeah. it's cool to hear that, like, you just do it yourself.
1: Yes. My husband actually, for in the very beginning, helped me out. Um, <laughs> but I, I quickly realized that, yeah, he didn't quite have the patience <laughs> to get the number of photos. He would kind of take, you know, like seven, eight photos and be like, okay, we got it. And then I'd look at the photos and it would be like a close-up shot of my face, which like, I'm sure that that's what he likes seeing, but it's like, I, I need my outfit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and that's the thing people don't know either. It's like, uh, no, it didn't just take one shot. There's like hundreds yeah. of shots for this. Yeah. Like it's
1: like, oh. yeah, I quickly realized that like straight on is not a great angle for me. Like I kind of need like, you know, something from the side where I'm not, I don't look completely flat and just, yeah, not flattering. Um, and so... <laughs> It was it was good for me to figure out how to use the remote, and I think it it uh, it freed up my time quite a bit because I could just you know plan you know just shoots around my own schedule, um, and I didn't have to coordinate with anybody else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, there are still times when I need like, especially in the beginning, if I needed to get my kids involved um, and needed you know just like lots of <laughs> lots of moving pieces uh, where I needed help with it, like he he could help me out. Um, But yeah, those times are few and far between because I've gotten my kids, uh, you know, well-trained (laughs) on the remote and how to, how to like smile at the camera semi-naturally. So yeah, it's gotten better.
0: (laughs) Since you have been doing this for a while and worked with a lot of brands, do you have any campaign that really stands out that was a lot of fun for you to do? or like a travel trip or something? I, ha- I do have a couple travels. I mean,
1: travel is something that I enjoy so much and, and miss so much. I think everybody's still trying to figure out how to incorporate more travel content because, it, you know, people are still kind of scared or not certain of what is safe. And I, I don't want to promote like this false sense of security. So yeah, it's definitely a juggle just to try and um, know how to, uh, you know, how to travel, <laughs> what, you know, what to do in, in that situation. Yeah, right. um, I have had a couple trips where I worked with the, was it Maui Visitors Bureau? Where I was able to to go and visit Maui and, you know, experience different parts of the country like a local would. And that was absolutely incredible. Um, you know, I've, I've been to Hawaii as a tourist
0: <laughs> with my
1: family where we mostly just kind of stayed at the resort and did all the very touristy things. But then going back and, you know, going to like the little restaurants and, um, you know, like the kind of un- untouristy spots like that was a whole different way to experience the island that I absolutely enjoy and will remember forever um, so that was definitely a highlight of my career and something I never thought I would have the opportunity to do um, something else more recent was actually a trip to Disney World it had been on our, our list um, as something to do you know for, with the kids for the longest time but it kind of always intimidated me like oh my gosh people talk about like booking things six months in advance, and I, you know, planning out your schedule, I was, I, it always seemed like I would never be able to figure that part out. So we just, it just never got done. But then um, having Disney reach out and kind of help, you know, give us a few tips and like, you know, give us pointers and set a few things up for us, like that was so helpful. Um, mm-hmm. And we were going to, go to Disney and it was like one of the most incredible experiences. Um, And the crazy thing is, is that it was actually earlier this year in February that we did Disney. And it was like our last trip of the year, basically. Um, So, yeah, it was kind of, I guess, a good thing to fit in before everything just shut down.
0: These opportunities at this point, I know you may just be like balancing out the opportunities you're receiving. But probably whenever, you know, you first started or things were different, you may have been pitching brands more to work with. Um, Is that something you still do or recommend yes. new, new uh, influencers and bloggers
1: do? I do pitch, but probably not as much as I should. I, and I would say that before this year, I probably pitched probably 10 different um, companies a, a month. And it was oftentimes for things that I was sharing already that I felt like were just natural fits. And so I would just go, go and search and see if they had some sort of immediate contact um, on their webpage or on their, you know, social media accounts. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I probably, for those, I would get maybe two to three actually probably more like one to two, one to two yeses on those a month. And so it was a lot of just like no responses uh, or, you know, we're not really lucky. And so, it was, you know, it, the success rate isn't high, although, you know, those are some of the, the campaigns that I am you know most excited about and most grateful for. It's, it's been harder, I think, ever since COVID really hit because I feel like, you know, the budget and, you know, just like outreach for a lot of companies like really went down and they we're just a lot more hesitant to share a lot of things. It's gotten better m- more recently, but I think, uh, overall this year, the success rate for pitching, was just not what it was before. So I just, I haven't focused as much on it. Yeah. In the past I did, but, but not so much now what I found what I, what I found has worked better for me is just continuing to just like, you know, try different things and share what I'm using on my channel already. And then oftentimes, uh, you know, like I'll tag the brands whenever I do share on either my stories or on uh, my Instagram, and oftentimes, you know, brands will find that I've shared them, and then they will then reach out and say, "Hey, would you like to try more things and maybe, uh, you know, share some other products?" Uh, and then at that point, I feel like maybe I can try and like negotiate something. <laughs> you know, say, "Hey, is there is there something where we can work something out?" Um, you know, is, or do you have a budget available? And I'll try to. I'll kind of try and like work up from there. And I found that that works a little bit better.
0: Thank you for being so transparent about things too, because I think that's going to be just very inspiring for people to hear like, yeah, maybe you are working with, you know, a few different brands or play- like companies that people admire and want to work with, but you're getting a lot of no's too, even at oh,
1: this yeah. point. Yeah. And it's, I mean, in the beginning, it's just uh, knowing that going in, I mean, it, in the very beginning, I would pitch to maybe like, 20, 25 uh, different companies. And I, I would never hear anything back, you know, I would follow up usually two to at two to at most three times, and there would be no response. And so I'd be like, Okay, I guess that didn't work out. Um, or, you know, even I, I would DM them on Instagram, I would see that they saw my message, <laughs> and I would go get nothing. So it's just, you know, it, it's just it is how what it is. Um, I feel like just understanding that, you know, they probably get a lot of requests. And oftentimes, it's just you know, not a good fit. Um, and so then it's just, yeah, trying to find the ones that, you know, I, it's hard not to get too frustrated, but then it's just, you know, you got to keep going and then always be grateful for the opportunities that you do get. It's just a matter of gratitude and, you know, being grateful and appreciative for the things that you, you do have already and not focus on what everybody else is doing. Because I feel like it's very easy to get sucked into the comparison game. Um, where other people are working with dream brands and it's like, oh, you know, what am I not doing or how are they making, um, you know, so many more sales when you already feel like you're doing the same thing and it's just what works for them may not work for you. And it's just, uh, you got to keep on trying until maybe something works and then just keep doing that. Uh, I do think it's also very important to like, you know, pretty regularly check your analytics um, to see, you know, what people are enjoying, what, what has worked and then just kind of like, tweaking from there. Like I, I wasn't as good about it earlier in the year, but then ever since uh, I started spending more time on social media, like in March, I got to the point where I was checking my statistics, like on a daily basis, trying to see like, you know, what are people saving? What are people actually liking? And I noticed that that made a huge difference. Um, You know, in the past, I was always going outside to take photos because I was like, you know, the lighting is better. Uh, I feel like it, you know, those are like what I the pictures that I see online. But then after really honing in on my statistics, I noticed that people were actually really enjoying the content where I was just showing pictures of me inside my home. Uh, You know, whether it's like, just like, you know, me in my closet or me in my kitchen, like it seemed like all the home content really resonated a lot more with everybody. And so then I just started, you know, shifting photos from not being outside as much, but more just like being, you know, In my natural habitat, really. Uh, And I feel like that, like, really helped, um, you know, grow my content, like, during this time, which is really important, um, just because people are turning to social media to kind of create that connection more.
0: Somebody wrote something, hold on, let me read it. It says that with everyone doing blogs and Instagrams, I'm afraid to compare myself. How can I just get over it and get started? Yeah, I feel like the hardest part to
1: anything, like whether or not it's, um, you know, starting a hobby or even just like working out, like the, the when you first start out, the very beginning, like regardless of whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's going to, you're not going to feel comfortable doing it. Um, it's not going to be your best, but I feel like you just have to start. Mm-hmm. Um, there's never really like an ideal time. You're never really going to have like everything you know, all your ducks in a row. I think it's just, you just got to put yourself out there um, and you will probably, you know, see things and notice things and just, you know, tweak from there. Um, it's, yeah, I feel like that's just the best, best thing, best advice that I could give. It's just, you know, there's so much fear, I think, in starting something. And it's just, you know, a matter of just like showing up, doing it, and then, you know, figure it out from there. I still go back to like the first, you know, pictures that I took like that first year. And it's like, every single time I look, it's like, I kind of cringe a little bit, but it's just, you know, it is what it is. You, you do it, you improve and um, it's constantly changing and you just kind of have to figure it out along the way. Um, And just know that you will get more comfortable doing it. um, And that it just, it takes time and patience and just allowing yourself to, you know, feel a little uncomfortable. Uh, I feel like in anything that I do, people kind of get this sense of like imposter syndrome where it's like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm not doing the right thing. Like, you know, why would even somebody, you know, care to follow my page or, you know, it's almost like, you, like this uncertainty and insecurity, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, there's just so much, like for me, I just tell myself, you just fake it till you make it.
0: Um, <laughs> I love that. And you're right though. Like things do change all the time. And if you don't try, how are you ever going to get better?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you just got to get out there. You just got to do it. And yeah, I mean, it's just, you slowly just start to get over
0: it. And that's the only way you
1: can grow and change and improve.
0: Awesome. And for people that want to keep up with you, I know you've got Instagram and your website, maybe an email list, like what's the best ways for people to just like be able to keep up and be in the know?
1: So Instagram is probably where I update the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I try and post twice daily and I update my Instagram stories daily. Um, that's yeah, the, definitely the place to go for my most up to date. Uh, content and just kind of keeping up with everything in my life. I do try and update my blog two to three times a week. I post on Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, not always on Mondays because I sometimes don't have everything together, but on Wednesdays and Fridays for sure.
0: I love that. Well, thank you so much. You seriously shared such great advice. I really appreciate you just being so open and transparent. It's so refreshing. So thank you so much for that. And everyone make sure to check out Cute and Little and we will be catching up with you again soon. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. It was wonderful chatting with you. Thank you. Great to talk to you. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you for watching The Sarah Scoop Show. Head to sarahscoop.com for more.